Gaslighting. Gaslighter. You're a gaslighter. I mean, is, is, is gaslighting real? Yes. Okay. Okay, I thought you were going to gaslight us into thinking gaslighting wasn't real. Gaslighting wasn't a thing, and I was going to be going <laughs> <laughs> up. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Simone. That's how we start. Mm -hmm. Damn. <laughs> and I'm Isabella. And this. I'm Jeremy. This is my brother Jeremy. This is our first guest to the podcast. Yay! My brother Jeremy is here because of his title. Do you want to say your full title for the people? What title? Brother? Brother. Brother to Simone. Brother to Simone. Period. Best friend to Isabella. Best friend to Isabella now, <laughs> as we mm -hmm. finally met. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. What's my other title? You're a therapist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think oh. I'm... No, I, I see myself as a, a, a human first wow. that happens to be a therapist. Wow. wow. I don't categorize myself as a therapist, but sure. I'm just a person that fell into the therapy game. Oh, Period. I love that. That's how Simone defines herself. She defines herself as human first and then as Period. perfect second. Period. And pretty third. <laughs> pretty perfect human. Pretty perfect human. <laughs> and that's it. Today we're going to talk about therapy with Simone's brother, who's a human first. And a therapist second. Therapist second. Okay, so for those not watching visually. Oh yeah. Jeremy is gorgeous. As, <laughs> which I don't know why I didn't expect that because Simone is gorgeous. You never showed her a picture of me? I don't think so. I don't really show like pictures of the family all like that. Mm. Jeremy, your voice is enchanting. I heard you. I hear you drop into your lower register. Oh, did you hear? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like a song. Jeremy, can you sing? Do you ever sing? I could see no, you singing. No, I think really? just- That's our father. The voice inflection always depends on- Who you're talking to? Who you're talking to, what you're talking about. So you can't sing? Nah. I can. Kidding. I did a talent <laughs> show. No, please. <laughs> you did. I'm sorry. You did a talent show. Fourth grade. What did yeah. you do? What did you perform, Jeremy? We sang uh, "Soul for Real," "Candy Rain," I think it's called. Like huh? my love. It was a. Maybe have a little two-step and everything like that, but it wow. was, you know. Well, it's so funny that you say that because we actually have a clip of it right here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, and Isabella would be the type of person uh, that would dig that yeah. up. I know, I wish. Okay, I'm pivoting us. I'm pivoting us, brother. Pivot. Period. What are we pivoting to? We're pivoting to dating. What would you consider mm -hmm. to be a red flag? as a therapist. So we'll name a topic. Simone and I will say whether or not we think it's a red flag. And then you, Period. Jeremy, will tell us whether mm -hmm. you think it's a red flag and why. Okay, so our first one is that they badmouth all of their exes. I say that's a red flag. Simone? I say that's a huge red flag. Because why is everyone, why do you hate every woman? That's <laughs> Wait, wait, we talk about only male to women? I'm going to say both, you know, both. I want to be exclusive here. <laughs> Uh, I think that it's very alarming and it's probably going to cause someone to look at it a little deeper and probably walk away. Red flag. Okay. Red flag, period. Okay, red flag. He okay. Said he's waving the red flag. Okay. Having cheated in the past. Depending on how long it was ago, like if it was like 10, 6 years ago. Mm -hmm. 10, 6. 10, 6 years ago? If it was 10, 6 years ago, then I can overlook it. If it was in the past year, I am saying it's a red flag. I would I would have to agree. If you were like 15 when you cheated on your high school girlfriend, like right. whatever. But like mm -hmm. you cheated on your last girlfriend as a full-blown yes. adult in a yes. five-year relationship yes. and torpedoed your relationship, yeah. red right. flag. I think the context matters the most. Emotional cheating? Physical cheating. Oh, uh, I think I think cheating is cheating. And I think that's the part of like not cutting. I mean, you're texting somebody outside your relationship. That's that's cheating. Hold on. I'm sorry. You don't think one is worse than the other? No. No. 
Wow. Isabella, do you think that one is worse than the other? Physical? I think I have trouble understanding what emotional cheating truly is. Like you're in love with someone. You have never physically Mm -hmm. touched them. Like imagine like your boyfriend coming home and being like, I am in love with my coworker. We have never touched outside of nothing. We just go to work. We talk. Okay, then I guess the way that you're describing it would make emotional cheating worse. Yeah, that's how it is in my head. How I treat it is I, I put it all together. If you're doing mm-hmm. anything outside right. the of relationship, the, the marriage, and right. that person will feel some kind of way about it, right. that's that crosses a boundary that would be yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. Because okay. it, it's like, I don't want to give people passes because we're trying to redefine morals, values, and right. the code of ethics. And every relationship, I think, would have different boundaries. Yes. And I live in Colorado where poly is normal. Yeah, but I think cheating, it's always about the context. Okay, what if they are somebody that is jealous, but not like jealous that you're talking to other Mm -hmm. people, jealous of you, jealous of your success, jealous of maybe you having more friends, like somebody that's a little bit jealous. I'm going to say that's the biggest red flag, Simone. Okay, I'm actually going to say context matters. Okay. Because I don't actually think that that's actually all that bad. Okay, and brother. I think it'll never work in a relationship. Mm-hmm. What if they're only jealous temporarily? What if they never had relationships, healthy relationships, the way that you do them modeled for them? So they're jealous that they're not capable of that. They can be. You can model healthy relationships and then they can go out and make their own. I agree. So I think it's a red flag. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a red flag. And I think that there's a difference between jealousy and envy. Envy can mm. be like, oh my God, you have this great thing. I love right. that you have that great thing. I can't wait mm. until I have that too. I think that's mm. healthy. I think that's normal. I think that's human, of course. Jealousy, I view as like, I don't mm. have this and I'm mm. pissed that you have it. I don't want you mm. to have that. Oh. I'm jealous that you have that. I wish you didn't have that. Like it's negative. Okay. What do you say period? <laughs> yeah, period. <laughs> okay. What about a partner who is possessive? Like possessive, like, where you at? What time you get home? Where are you going? Mm-hmm. Or just like in the manosphere way of like, you are my woman. Everything that you do is like, that's my property and blah, blah, blah. Like very like, this is my man's. This is my woman. I mean, I think it's only a red flag if we lose sense of self. Who loses sense of self? The person that's possessive or the Both. person? Okay. The thing with red flags is these things are usually identified early, early on. Right, right. But we, mm-hmm. we tell ourselves, oh, we can, I can't see I can I'm look blind. past that. We, we, we lie to ourselves. I can't and that's why I say the red flags are like, you knew this two years ago. Right. Well, it's it's that's why it's a flag and not like a, like a flag's pretty flimsy. You know what I mean? Oh. Like it's not gonna, <laughs> no. A flag isn't stopping anyone, but it's there and you can see it. And you're but like, it should, that's why I say it should be a phone out of head, it should be right. a brick, it should be a, right, right. a car, oh, it should be something. something. Yeah. A like, wall, a brick if wall. you experience right. this within the first month, right. six months, walk away. Yeah, I think possessiveness is really, really interesting of a one because I think it can be romanticized a lot too. Yes, it can. It, in movies hmm. of like, yes. you are my girl, really? like yes. you are my everything, etc. Yes. I used to think that I wanted that from movies, from TV. Tyler like. Perry? Don't Tyler Perry me. I'm sorry. What I will say is that, yeah, it's like, it's romanticized of like, yeah, my man, he's so jealous and he's so strong and he don't, he don't play. My man don't play. It means they care. It means they care. It means they care. They love me even more. Yeah. They love me because they don't want me to be with anyone else. So that can be really toxic and bad Mm -hmm. and like can lead down a road of 
not great things. Okay. No. Very on and off, like hot and cold affection or communication. I think that's a huge red flag. I think it's a huge red flag too. And it's very indicative of the type of relationship they're trying to have. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I think it's workable. Really? I disagree. I disagree because I think that it's like in like think like situationships. Mm -hmm. They're inherently mm -hmm. off and on connections. Mm -hmm. And like I was watching this girl. I don't know if she was a therapist, but I saw her on TikTok. TikTok. Every TikTok there is a therapist. Every single one. <laughs> and she was saying like the reason why situationships feel like they're even more of a heartbreak is because mm -hmm. of the um the sporadic dopamine releases mm. of the inconsistency of being like that person reaching out to you, that person, mm. you know, like there's no consistency. Right, right. Your brain is like, it's more appealing to have something that isn't like a constant reward system mm -hmm. as opposed to something that's like sporadic. So therefore it feels like you were so much more in like love. Like sugar. Sugar is like a, an immediate, like heightened mm. insulin, like immediate yeah. sugar rush. And then it comes mm -hmm. down versus like protein. That's like consistent. Consistent. Energy and level. And keeps you satiated. But, and yeah. also you could be with someone who, when it's very hot and cold, when someone's communicating with you all the time, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, they love me. And then when they are cold, you're like, I did something they hate wrong. Me. Like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, I did, I did I something wrong. Yes. And then you're constantly like, what did I do right? Like analyzing yep. your behavior. If you're doing things huh. differently, that's causing this on and off cycle. Do you think it is a red flag if you really don't like your partner's friends? Like you mm. don't think that they're good people or if you think that they're gossipy, if you think they're just pieces of yeah, because I, I personally think that's a red flag. Think that's a red flag. Really big red flag. Birds of a feather flock together. Yes, and also like even if my partner is not a bad person, but I really mm -hmm. don't like their friend group, it's such a turnoff to me that a mm. that person would choose to spend their time with these people with that people I like don't that. with people like that, and b that they wouldn't stand up to them and be like, "What you're doing is not right." That's true. Hmm. Character. No, I don't think it's a. I don't. Th I don't think it's a red flag in a relationship because if it's in a relationship, that means that's the character the person so then you're saying that in like on a subconscious a level on a subconscious level you're okay with it so let's say it's the the girl and let me trying to make it fair let's say it's the girl in the relationship uh -huh. and the boy doesn't like her friends and feels like her friends are not very great people mm -hmm. you're saying that because of her friends are a reflection of her then mm -hmm. she's the red flag yes okay so then yes so we all agree yes we're all on the same thing we agree yes we're all on the same yes oh we agree <laughs> Okay, period. Okay, so so in saying that you were human first, therapist second, I'm curious, how did you fall into becoming a therapist second? How did how did therapy find you? How did therapy find I you? I say, Jeremy. I mean, I think therapy did find me. I was living in um, South Florida, Palm Beach County, and knew I wanted to kind of change the course of certain things in my life. I was working at a PF change for like 10 years. Knew that I didn't want to cook for the rest of my life. And I wanted to go back to school for something. And I was like Googling and social work popped up. And then like, I, I never wanted to be like a therapist ever. Oh, wow. It just kind of happened. Kind of just fell into it. And every time I tell a story, people are like, that's it. I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> right. people have this like, I want to save the world. Sure, I want to help sure, people. Sure, sure, sure. My heart just called it to me. I didn't have that experience of right. like, a, you know, something came down from the heavens and told me sure. you're supposed to be a therapist. Sure. Do you feel like your life would be different at all or you would be different at all had you been in therapy prior in your life? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. I don't think that my early 20s, I would have probably been receptive based right, on situations. Right, right. 
Yeah. So it's like when you're in it, in the midst of life, it's sometimes hard to like, you know, to see the trees from the forest per se. To see the trees from the forest. I don't think I've ever heard that expression before. I just made it up. Period. And yeah, and okay. that's, he's Great. brilliant. He's a poet. I was like, <laughs> trees from the forest? I love that. But like 20s, when you're kind of going through things, just trying to like survive, mm -hmm. the last thing to think about is therapy. But I think that that's, again, generational differences that we're talking about. I would say for our generation, Isabel is very different. It's like right. therapy first because I don't know who the hell I am. Mm -hmm. And right. then like out of therapy, you try to kind of like construct a life and like passions. And That's all true. That. Do you see a therapist now, Jeremy? I do. So I've had a, 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 a very great journey of therapy where you know, my first therapist was a was a white female. And then I think the stigma of like, I can't have a therapist that doesn't look like me. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was I felt like I was explaining certain things to her. Mm -hmm. Like I would say a word, she's like, what does that mean? I'm like... I don't want to have to explain that. Um, and then I had a black male therapist where I would say a word and he just, he got what I was trying to say. Mm. Um, and I think I did the best work with him based on that time of my life. And now I have a therapist in, in Denver, Colorado that I see bi-weekly, sometimes once a month. And on the same note, Jeremy, would you say that the majority of your clientele looks like you? In the beginning, yes. Mm -hmm. But I think the longer like I've been out in Colorado kind of practicing, it, it's starting to change. The fun thing is I have a lot of female clients, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. What color? Black and white. Some Latina Hispanic clients, they, they say that a lot of things they're going through, they feel like a person of color can understand from an empathy standpoint. That makes sense. I mean, that does make sense. I guess the one thing where I, I reached out to my kind of mentor that's also a therapist, and he says, like, how do you kind of start to model healthy relationships? Because mm. where in their life, if, if it's a, a young lady that doesn't have a father figure, doesn't have brothers, doesn't have many male figures, where else would she get, like, how to build a healthy relationship with a man? That's really okay. interesting. I don't want anything from her. Yeah. I'm not trying to take anything from yeah. her. But I'm also holding her accountable and showing wow. her how to actually build a relation through therapy. That's kind of triggering that you would say that. It's only triggering because I'm like, should I have a black male therapist? But I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but it does make me think twice when you okay. say it like that. I'm like, hmm. Do you think that women are inherently more emotionally intelligent or do you think that men would be on the same level if they were socialized the way that women were from childbirth? I mean, I think it's part of it. I think that, you know, if, if, if you're growing up in a household where if you're a single mom, certain emotions you won't express because you, you want to kind of be the man of the house. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there is societal norms that contribute to if you have more emotional intelligence. But like, for me, it's not saying like, hey, because you're a man and you don't have much empathy, that's okay. Mm. But because you're a man, you're mm. supposed to have less, less mm. you know, ability to like regulate relationships and things like that. Mm. Like, nah, mm. I think that the expectation for me is that no matter if you're a man, woman, wherever you come from, you, you build up your emotional intelligence and being able to like manage relationships. So like when I work with a lot of black male clients, the majority of my caseload is black males now. Mm -hmm. But when I work with them, most thing we do is we name what's happening. We name. Oh wow, and like name emotions like you would with a child. Because yeah. everyone knows happy, angry, sad. Yeah. What about confused? What about mm. enthusiastic? Andrew, he's always talking about how like, do I look like a therapist? And I'm like, right. no. I don't like a therapist? We had this discussion earlier. <laughs> and then it's like, what does a therapist look like? A therapist should And what does a therapist look like? Right. Yeah. What does a therapist look like from you guys' opinions or perspective? Oh yeah, comment down below. Come on, influencer, comment down below. <laughs> Let us know what you think a therapist looks like. But I mean like, I don't know. Well, my therapist, no, my therapist looks like, not looks like my mom, but right. archetypally right. looks like my mom. Because that's that's like 
I feel comfort. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm able to express. I tried to go to a white woman. I said, no. And then I left her. Cause I couldn't, See, my thing I is I have it. to have somebody mm-hmm. who's young. I'm like more comfortable being like, rah, 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 and then this little kooky thing, and then la 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 la. To an older woman, I'm like, can I say that to you? And like I there's know. a respect yeah, yeah, yeah. level where I'm like, am that I allowed is true to talk because about I never penises? In front of, I yes, know. I never cursed in front of my therapist, never. It was so rare. I remember how she, yeah. I said shit once and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, whereas I have like a young girl now and I sing in the sessions. I go, how does she present she goes, herself in crazy. session? Does she dress with? Does she dress up? Is she buttoned Ew. up and like ABC one two three, or she's like no. by the book? Um, no, she. I don't even know what she wears, but I mean, it's not important to me. Oh, because okay. it's call. Y'all aren't. Y'all aren't. It's video. on Zoom. It's yeah, call. everything's online. Okay, okay. I think that's the part about therapy where people expect like, because I mean, obviously my pictures online. I think I got a collared shirt on. You do. Me knowing for a fact, I'm like. You do. And then, like, when people come to the session, <laughs> they expect me to be some, you know, right. button-up professional right, with a right, nice right. tie on and everything like that. Nah. Yeah. We talk a lot about your shoes, too. I, I wear Air Max the session. I know. He likes mm. it because he's trying to. I, it's so, it's trying such a relatable. niche thing. Yeah. It's such a niche thing, especially when you, like, black men, mm-hmm. shoes mean a lot. Sure. So knowing that as a black right. man, it is such, it's such proof of, like, how niche of like understandings you have with someone mm-hmm. that looks like you. But it's the authenticity. I, mean, I had a corporate job for a long time and like, yeah, mm-hmm. I dressed up. But the authenticity of who I am is like, I'm not a guy that's going to come in some um, some loafers. I like a loafer. Well, pairs. also, I, I think that's to, important. Tr- that's what makes, that's can what you makes... hold on one second, Isabella? Can you please say the the what you just said again one more time for people? Some Perry's. Sperry's. Sperry's. That's how you say them. See? Some I don't even know what they call. I think that's important. I think, and I talk about this with Simone all the time about how I feel like professionalism is a very like Mm -hmm. whitewashed patriarchal Mm -hmm. system of like, this is what professionalism is. It's all made up. Mm -hmm. And I think especially as a therapist to be, again, a human first, as you said, to be Mm -hmm. relatable and be like, I'm just like you. You should feel comfortable Mm -hmm. talking to me. You're not in the principal's office. That's true. Now. Let's talk, okay, I know that this is gonna piss you off because like I said before, he has a thing about TikTok and over-Googling as most professionals do. My therapist has told me time and time again to stop using Google. She says, please stop. I say, hey, I have napped for 48 hours straight. I Googled it and I have eczema. And she's like, (laughs) oh, please stop. That's not, Mm -hmm. stop Googling. Yeah. Right. Okay, our first term, Mm -hmm. narcissist. Overused. Can you please define what a narcissist is? I mean, it's a person that doesn't have empathy. How? That has this inflated sense of self. People we say are narcissists aren't usually narcissists. What mm-hmm. are they usually? Um, I don't know, assholes. Mm. There we go. Okay. Okay, just people that are very self-absorbed. People that like are mm-hmm. not afraid to use others or like make you put you down in order to pick themselves up. That's usually somebody that's one traumatized and mm-hmm. usually you talk about like the attachment style and that grew up in a household or an environment that wasn't supportive. Hmm. If I'm in survival mode, what do you think I'm going to do? Care about you? Right. Mm. Wow. Survival mode, not not a narcissist. A narcissist is an actual disorder that's treated with sometimes medication along with psychotherapy. Mm. Somebody that's in survival mode, they just want to make sure through this engagement, Mm -hmm. I win. No matter what, even if it's even if they're in love. But I have to win because I'm used to losing. Have you heard of the idea of being in survival mode, Isabella? No. I think that it's a term that is very, very commonly used in the black community. I can only speak for the black community. Comment down below and let me know if you're in if you're a minority. But yeah, a lot of black people are in survival mode because you gotta think like we're like what, two, three generations removed from slavery? 
like nothing crazy speaking from my lineage because we have we have different mothers so my grandmother was a sharecropper and a sharecropper is just like one itty bitty baby 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 step down from being a slave so like my great grandparents were if not in actively enslaved somewhere in the slave ori so when you think of the atrocities that happened to my great grandparents what do you think my grandmother was like how do you think she was raising my mother and then next what do you think my mother raised us like like it's finally wearing down but a lot of black people walk around in survival mode maybe forever but only become aware of it until they're like 50 60. and also the conversation of generational trauma also goes into your oh, yeah. like mental psyche like is that yeah. is that something that you've explored studies are like epigenetic genetics were like yeah. traumas carried through even like yeah. if uh, somebody's pregnant mm -hmm. and that person spreading experiences trauma that trauma through DNA is also passed that down. is also. insane yeah. to so think it's studies about. about epigenetics but you know right I don't go deep into that I mean survival mode is just based on life circumstances yeah that's yeah, true yeah, yeah. okay next term uh oh you want to go Isabella sure gaslighting gaslighter you're a gaslighter yeah. I mean, is, is, is gaslighting real? Yes. Okay. Okay, I thought you were going to gaslight us into thinking gaslighting wasn't the, real. Gaslighting wasn't a thing, and that was going to be <laughs> no, fucked it's, up. It's real. And, yeah. and do I think that someone, majority of times in relationships that I see, do I think that a person is intentionally saying, I'm going to come home and gaslight my partner? <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of specific times where I've been like, I'm going to gaslight that. I don't know. <laughs> Not my partner, usually. Not that, but sometimes, like, yeah, in the previous episode, we were talking about, like, farting in public. If I farted in public and someone heard me, I would gaslight the shit out of everybody. <laughs> but I guess, I guess my question to you, Jeremy, is do you think that it's harmful in any way that gaslighting has become such a commonly mm -hmm. thrown around word, even if it's being used correctly in the sense of Simone gaslighting those around her into that she did not right. fart? Is that Period. harmful right. to use that term in that way? Way. I think the the harm is behind a lot of gaslighting is, is some truth. So mm. you can't gaslight me. Why? Because I did the work on myself. But I would argue that you are, if you are in a situation so if, with somebody. Yeah, if Simone said, I didn't fart, you are going to say, yes, you did fart. I'm like, okay. And then let it go. <laughs> and then just note, put it down, write it down in the book that I'm a liar. <laughs> That's what I do a lot. <laughs> you're like, okay, period. You didn't fart, but I know you're a liar. Because it's it's the emotional attachment I have to what we say are lies or, or, or deception. Mm -hmm. My emotional attachment isn't to this external world. My emotional attachment is to self. And I'm okay with self. So like, you can't gaslight me because I know certain things that I struggle with. But you're also a 35 year old man that is so sure in himself. And also imagine yes. if uh, imagine if I'm in a relationship. If you're a little baby girl. I'm a little baby girl, and I'm in a mm -hmm. relationship. And this man keeps really talking to this girl, like talking mm -hmm. to her, texting her, whatever. And he's mm -hmm. like, I am not. You are crazy. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what? I don't think mm -hmm. I'm crazy. They, they f with your reality. Yeah, with exactly. Your and then I'm like, wait, maybe I am crazy because you're telling yes. me that that's not true. And if you come into my office, you call a baby girl. She's a little baby girl. I'm a baby girl. <laughs> so if you came into my office, mm -hmm. what do you think I'm going to do first? Talk about the gaslighting or say, why the hell are you with this guy? Whoa. What's going on with you? I see. And the reason why you're still Whoa. engaged in this relationship. I don't care about the gaslighting part. I don't care about him because he's not in front of me right now. Wow. You're the person that's actually right. probably got some shit. 
you're struggling with. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because I also feel like with with calling people, you know, gaslighters and narcissists, it's a lot of focus on them and what their issues mm -hmm. are. And you're saying like, duh, they have issues. Walk mm -hmm. away and it's not your job to, you know, figure out what their issues are. Leave. Go deal with you. And, and, and I'll say, you know, the walk away is probably usually the tough part, but like we'll start exploring like, well, why are you engaged in this relationship? Right. Yeah. And historically, it's just common for you to be engaged in toxic, unhealthy relationships. Right. That's really upsetting that you would say that. Mm. I used the word toxic too. Mm -hmm. Unhealthy. Oh, okay. You, do you feel like toxic is overused? Uh, I don't think it's overused, but I like, I want to shake you up to where you start to like, holy shit. I use words as you're being held emotionally hostage in your relationship. Oh, to like wow, I want you, to, I want you to, to wake feel you it. up. Whoa. That stings. So when you go home and that person gaslights you, you say, why am I sleeping in the same bed as a person that doesn't love me truly for who I am? Mm. Or cares so little about me that they are okay with harming my well-being. Or cares and about me a lot and loves reality. me a lot, but isn't at a place where they know how to healthily yes. show it. But instead, okay, it reminds me so much of the, we read this story, it was a yeah, real story. Yeah. A girl, girl and a boy were dating, and the girl was like, he was constantly telling her, like, you stink so bad. So she was like mm -hmm. taking like two, three showers a day, like wearing deodorant, this, that, waiting for him to bring it up one morning. And she was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he <laughs> eventually admitted that his father told him to do it because the father did it to his mother. He was like, if she's insecure about the way that she smells, mm -hmm. she'll never leave you and she won't cheat on you mm -hmm. because she thinks she stinks. Isn't that it I will never be able sad. to get over Every that. Every time I life. thought about it, it made me even sadder because it was like so his sad. father taught him that. Mm -hmm. So like from such a young age, he was under yes. the impression that that is what you were supposed to do. It made me sad that mm -hmm. he did that to her. And but she mm -hmm. knows her yeah. self worth, and she got yeah. the hell out of there. Great, there's hope for her. Yeah. But it broke my heart that he thought yeah. that that was what normal was what he supposed to, to be, do. and that that's what you do when yeah. you love someone. Who's the victim of that? Exactly. Why would you say that? You brought too much nuance. We were we were we were shitting on the boyfriend. We were happy to do that. No, but I was Why with you. you. I was with you, Jeremy. I was with you. I was with you on that. They are both victims. She's a victim of him, and he's a victim of his father. Right. And that mama's a damn victim. There you go. Mm-hmm. And depends on who's like the client. It depends on which kind of work we do with them. All right. So Jeremy, therapist, therapist, therapist. Therapist, therapist, therapist. Mm -hmm. You're dating right now. You're on the dating. You're dating. Mayhaps. As a therapist who is dating, is mm -hmm. it difficult for you to not try to therapize the people that you are in relationships with? It's mm, a good question. Simone came up with it. <laughs> that's why I'm sitting here and I'm like, mm -hmm, I want to know because I feel like I would. I mean, yeah. what did the comment section have to say about it? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Jeremy doesn't want to answer a question. He goes, toss it into the comment section. What do you guys think? Let us know. Answer the question, big boy. I think as a as a new therapist, it's like you get this new shiny toy. Right. Okay. And you want to use it. But I think the further you get into the game and start realizing what therapy is, because mm -hmm. therapy is just a relationship. Do I ask questions in a way right. that are different than yeah. 10 years ago? But like when I when I leave my office, You're I leave that That's good. therapy that part of you. hat at work. But I'm more aware like if this person I'm dating says something over and over again, I'm good. Because they're showing, they're showing me who they are. And it's up to me to believe that they're showing me the truth. That's not necessarily therapist you. That could just be like a human being you that like has learned and grown over the years. Yeah. Okay. So you feel like it's important to have that boundary between your work oh, yeah, life I'm, and yeah. your dating life. I'm so, not therapizing people outside of work. So people shouldn't be afraid to date a therapist? Uh, Probably should. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Also, if anybody wants to date my brother, hit him up.
at 234 1799 Oh yeah. Can you accept new clients if someone wants to see you as a therapist? I'm accepting new clients. He's accepting okay. new clients. It is only seven thousand dollars per appointment. An hour. An hour. <laughs> I'll put all of his information in the description box of the YouTube and then in the show notes of the pod. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this little talk about therapy. Hopefully it won't be yeah. the last one. And let us know if you liked us having a guest and comment down below mm -hmm. what other guests you'd like to see on the pod. Thank you for being our first guest. First guest ever? First, first guest, guest ever. ever. Hmm. On the podcast. I feel special. You are special. Now we have to do an, a reoccurring segment called Scream of the Week. Scream okay. of the Week! Period. So you're going to talk about anything that happened this past week that made you scream. Scream, scream. from joy, scream from fear, scream from, from anger, scream in general. Just any highlight scream of the week. Do you want to go first, Isabel? You want me to go first? Whatever you want. I'll go first. Okay. My scream of the week is that I lost two hubcaps on my car. Oh, oh my God. It's to think about. That is so human. Because the way that I think about it, I'm like driving, like being like cute. Because I went, I was going, I went to Pilates. I went grocery shopping. Like I was all over town. And I'm like just driving, like music up to a thousand. Like riding with my twin and them, like driving <laughs> on these streets. And then I hit a pothole and one of my hubcaps goes flying. Imagine being the person behind me looking. <laughs> at me being like you stupid bitch you know how upsetting that is to yeah. think about how humiliating that is it's yeah. pretty humiliating and then now it looks like my car is my drug dealer boyfriend's car trap it looked a, a trap car i ordered new hubcaps guys don't you worry they just taking a minute to get here um but that's my scream of the week i was humiliated okay. that's so funny my scream is of a similar scream oh. i have never gotten a parking ticket in los angeles damn which everyone famously gets all the time in Los Angeles, yes. mind you. I've gotten them before. Mm -hmm. Famously, mm -hmm. one time I went to a bakery and I got out of the car at the parking meter and I just forgot to pay the meter. Went into the bakery, uh -oh. had a lovely chat, was like, it's my dad's birthday. The baker was mm -hmm. like, let me give you these croissants for free. And I was like, enchanté, <laughs> and I'll also take a cannoli. Flirting the day away. And he was like, bye, I mm -hmm. love you. And I was like, bye, I love you. And I got to my car and it was like a $30 ticket. And I was like... And I like had the quarter in my hand. Like I had gotten out of the car quarter in hand, like ready to pay the meter. And then probably saw like a butterfly fly by and was like, and then just was like, bye. And just forgot. Mm -hmm. But yesterday, I didn't even know this was a thing. So I'm letting you guys know this is a PSA to anybody that drives. I am okay. warning you because nobody tells us about anything, including taxes. Taxes, taxes, don't taxes. Don't say that don't, word on this podcast. Well, it's going to get bleeped. <laughs> okay, so I was parking on a hill and apparently this is real in any city that has a lot of hills what do you do when you park on a hill put your um i don't put my emergency brake on put your emergency brake on okay simone that that's the only thing i would okay think parking that's on what hill. i that's thought it. put your emergency brake on you have to also turn your wheels is it towards the curb or away from the curb oh. away from the curb in case it notice. slides so that your car yeah. goes into the curb versus out. I didn't know this ever. I've never heard of this in my life. So I was stopped at a friend's house, was parked on it, was like, la, la, la. And she was like, oh, let me turn your wheel for you. And I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, you have to do that or they'll ticket you. So she turned the wheel towards the curb where I guess you're supposed to be away from the curb. And I got mm -hmm. a ticket for turning my wheels the wrong way. That is so Isn't that petty. Wild. I was. That like, is the pettiest.
that I've ever heard and of in my life. another friend also got a ticket, but because he didn't turn his wheels at all. At um, all. But mine was like, you turned them the wrong way. The wrong way. You see, I tried. Yeah, exactly. And literally it was so, it was like, you turned your wheels the wrong way and it says the way you're supposed to turn them on a street sign. I was like, this was kind of passive aggressive. Police, yeah. Policia. Yeah, it was. But it was. Whatever. So this okay. is me warning all my girlies out there. Turn the wheel. Turn the wheel. Turn so the, the wheel. opposite to the street side, right? Yes, turn it away from the curb, yeah. Editor's note, it depends on which way you're facing. If you're parked uphill, turn your wheels away from the curb. If you're parked downhill, turn your wheels towards the curb. But I paid it, I paid it last night, you guys. How much was it? $23, but it was $26 because you have to pay $3. Oh, and it can for I, if you do it through phone call or through online. And if you yeah. don't, you have to send in a check. But if Mail you send the check incorrectly, they send it back and you have to pay more. And then you return So the I'm check like, piece. what yeah, the yeah, yeah. fuck? Everything's a trick. What's your scream? I feel like my scream is like, you guys got these extravagant stories? Yes, because we're dramatic and we turn everything into a story. That's our job. That's our job. We turn everything into a story. I don't know. I think the scream of the week was, um, I went home to Cleveland this, this past weekend and my brother had a, a and his girlfriend had a, a baby boy. A baby boy! Probably, probably my scream of the week. And then now everyone's saying, when is it your turn? And That's sick. I hate when they say that. They don't say that to you? Uh, no. I'm young. Uh, they don't want me to ever get married. <laughs> I'm the baby girl. They're like, are you settling down? Ew. Mm -mm, they don't like that. They don't ask Simone if she's had a child. They're like, Simone, have you even gotten your period yet? They're like, wait. <laughs> That's what they're more concerned about. They're like, have you gone through puberty? Wow. You're just okay, a baby. That's, that's, that's enough now. <laughs> No, because I took it as one way, and cheats. You were saying it because I'm just a little baby girl. Yeah, like, I haven't even hit puberty. Yeah, I was saying uh, it. I was joking in a completely other different way. Oh, okay. He doesn't like that. Which is oh, sure you too were far. saying something sick. Oh no, I was saying she's a baby girl. What were you saying, Simone? Slut. Oh, he doesn't like that. Oh, that's not what I was saying. I would never say that, Jeremy. Once Please. that Pandora box is open. No. I know. <laughs> We'll shut it. That's a wonderful screen. That's a really beautiful screen. So anyway, everyone, we're going to leave Jeremy's information down below. We know that all of you fell in love with him today. Thank you guys, as always, for watching the show. It means the world to us. You can follow us on Instagram, YouTube. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music. If you want your profile reviewed, go over to our Cameo. We also have a Patreon. And thank you again, Jeremy, for joining us today. This was so much fun. What a pleasure. Fun. Yay. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Remember to rate this podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. Yes. If it's not a five star, what are we doing? Write it in it your in diary. diary. Thank you guys so much. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh. <laughs>